Hi, it's Mike again. I'm sorry I'm back, but I'm happy to be here. Today, we're picking up our discussion with Corey Cuthbert and the Hive Climbing Gym about what's going on with them, how their hiring process is going, and uh, just having a discussion about starting a business. So saying that, I'll get started. Here we go. Corey and his team set out to create a hiring fair, which included folks who were connected to many different grassroots organizations and groups, just groups, period, community groups within Winnipeg. I asked them what that hiring fair ended up looking like and how it went. Yeah, so the hiring fair was quite unique, obviously very non-traditional in that sense. Um, so working with Hani and Clayton, we reached out to them to you know bring as many people, like newcomers and Indigenous people essentially within our doors. So as we were kind of nearing the end of our construction, our, our facility was starting to look like a climbing gym. Uh, we wanted to bring in that demographic to, you know, really show them what climbing is all about. Um, a lot of, you know, there might be many barriers why a newcomer or an Indigenous person uh, may not be in climbing already. It could be, you know, maybe they just don't have any friends because they don't know any um, people like them that are in the sport. Uh, maybe it's a financial barrier. Maybe it's a location barrier in the city. So there's a lot of you know, socioeconomic factors and, and systemic barriers that we kind of acknowledge that way. So we wanted to provide them the opportunity um, to, to come and see what we do and, and just see if it's something that they'd be interested in. So basically what we did is uh, with my business partner, Andrew, we ended up essentially having a hiring fair or hiring event and working with Hani and Clayton and many other people within those organizations as well. So we ended up working, uh, reaching out to the Hood Fams and Aurora Family Therapy Center, the Need Center, Elmwood Community Resource Center and Strengthen the Circle, which are a bunch of uh, local organizations kind of working within those realms and kind of worked together uh, through Zoom, especially because of the pandemic, just to kind of plan the day out. Uh, we ended up doing a, a half-day event <clears throat> where we we brought everyone in and kind of showed them on mostly just a presentation on what the hive is all about, why we're doing this, why we want to be more inclusive, and uh, and then we also, as a result of that, did some team building exercises. My uh, business partner is excellent at uh, kind of team building exercises, so we went outside in the in the parking lot and played some games to get to know each other better and. You know, kind of worked, uh, you know, some of them might have caught on to it, but we kind of used it as a, a kind of a, a soft interview just to see kind of people's characters and how they, they stood out. Because um, what we're looking for as candidates within our facility is someone who's like, you know, psyched and energetic and, you know, we're in the business of selling fun really is what I tell people all the time. So, um, so we wanted people that are happy and excited to bring those people into the industry. So we played a bunch of games, we had some food, um, some local food catered in, and then just kind of uh, some micro interviews for those that were interested. Um, to our surprise, we, everyone wanted an interview um, out of about 30 people from the event that were there. And obviously we didn't plan for enough time to do it all in that day. So we did some quick kind of brief interviews. And then uh, the following week, I... I met with every single person that wanted to do a full interview as well, too, and, and did a full interview with them as well to kind of figure out where we would go from there. So would you, like, my question would be, like, did you did you focus on past work experience or education or anything like that? Or was your main focus on those team building, the personalities of these folks, those kind of things? 
Yeah, it was, you know, interviewing can be challenging at the best of times, but really we wanted to focus on, you know, ideally past work experience. Um, some of the newcomer indigenous population, we were um, understanding that maybe they don't, haven't had as many opportunities as someone like myself would have. So we focused a little bit less on uh, their past experience, but more kind of their um, their personality and their desire to like the work ethic more than anything. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as a result of it, we ended up finding, we ended up hiring through the event specifically um, for individuals that have been great, you know, no climbing experience before, um, but we wanted, you know, some athletics experience and you know, uh, customer service experience um, or the kind of what we can see as potential to be uh, coached into an excellent customer service role. So, um, you know, been very happy with who we've ended up hiring as a result of that too. So, uh, with that, would you and and not just focusing on the folks that um, were hired, um, but more so focusing on the people that we're interviewing. Traditionally, so what we would consider a traditional hiring would be you know going the online route. So, like doing applications through various job websites and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to plug any because I'm not paid by them. But, um, and, and networking, those kind of things, which I'm sure is, has been a part of your process. Would, would you think that of those 30 folks that um, participated in that day and were connected to those organizations, um, would, would many of them received an interview, do you think, through that kind of more traditional route based on just what their resume looks like and so on and so forth? Honestly, I don't think many of them would have. Um, I don't think many of them would have even considered applying to us in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's fair. That's totally fair. I, I, didn't yeah. even, I didn't even think about that yet. Yeah. Um, you know, and we have uh, a handful of success stories already, but uh, one of our staff that we hired through that event, the first day that like we weren't, first day of training we did, we had all our staff together, which, you know, you only get that opportunity with a new business to some degree. I guess you can always do it later, but if you're maintaining general operations and stuff like that, it gets a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Um, but we had the first day of training was all team building exercises and the ha back half of the day, the afternoon, uh, we had Clayton and Hanny come in and uh, basically talk about anti-racism and inclusivity. Um, and kind of their experiences and the newcomer and the indigenous experience as well too. So all of our staff um, were quite blown away by that, that our first day of training, we didn't actually really do any work um, and focused more on the inclusiveness of everyone within the workplace um, and making sure that that goes beyond the workplace because we really want, like I said, to have that community focus as our big picture that way. Yeah. But the next day or a couple days later, um, was the first day that we actually all got to climb together. So obviously some of our newcomer staff or well, we had staff that we hired that weren't traditional climbers before that either, but uh, all the staff that had never climbed before um, had a blast, obviously. Yeah. Um, the, one of the newcomers specifically, he said that, um, you know, he always knew climbing existed, but he never thought of it as something he could do. He always saw it in like TV and movies and things like that. And, he said, like, I'm doing this. Like, this is, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as he was climbing, he, like, he, he just never believed that it was something that he could do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he's, he's been super happy to be here and very thankful for that as well, too. So, 
Yeah. How, so how, how are they adjusting to this new lifestyle that they've kind of found themselves in? Or how are they liking climbing? Uh, you know, we, we definitely have, you know, some that have had a few more challenges as well, too. Some have had some tough family history, especially lately. Sure. Um, but uh, they're, they're very happy here. They're, you know, we hear it every day that, uh, you know, like the one, a uh, couple of them don't really want to work anywhere else is what they've told us. So wow. I, I hope that's true, that we can keep them happy forever. But guaranteeing that, you know, the long term aspect like career growth of our sport can be a little bit limited that way because we definitely need more you sure. know, customer service reps than like senior staff but uh they're they're loving it and they love the except like the inclusiveness of it um and we you know every time we get to know them a little bit better every day there's uh, you know lots of staff that you know even from our regular like overall staff that weren't hired through the event they talk about experiences that they had uh working for another employer and how they're just you know, every day impressed by kind of the things that we're doing to go above and beyond that way. So I was super, super thrilled to hear about the success of this hiring fair. Personally, I've always had um, a large passion for non-traditional hiring routes, you know, and events and creation of work experience programs. And that's something Corey mentioned a fair bit was the importance of gaining that work experience and the barriers that some folks may face. I asked Corey if he would recommend this type of hiring to someone or, or some folks or a group or a company that are hiring folks or are in a position of hiring folks. This is what he had to say. Yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. it. It's definitely more work and it definitely, um, you know, opens yourself up to more coaching opportunities, especially if you have some people that have less work experience in that role. But I think I'm a big fan of having a growth mindset and knowing that, you know, someone who's a newcomer and maybe doesn't have English as their first language may struggle a little bit more to learn some skills. But, um, you know, having someone come in within that role, they're they're excited and happy to be there, that it's uh, probably more valuable than their, their previous work experience. We can always get them work experience if they hang around long enough with us. For sure. Um, and I think uh, the ability to, to coach and train people uh, into those roles to have that uh, more inclusive, diverse staff team is going to be more beneficial uh, down the road, no matter what. Because uh, as I mentioned before, if, if we're making future rules or changes to the facility, um, their thoughts are heard in that. And they're, you know, even though it's a, you know, it could be a single person or three or four people that represents a portion of that community that otherwise would be heard from. So we want to make sure that their their voices are heard no matter what so that we can support them. Here at Yes, I think we're always interested in seeing what employers are looking for and what advice they would give to prospective employees and job seekers, much like the folks we work with. So I took the opportunity while I had him to ask Corey if you had any advice to give job seekers what would it be and what kind of employee is he looking for? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say like the big thing kind of looking for in that job search, I think is looking more so for um, it, like, it depends on obviously the position that they're hiring for, but I think there's a lot of value in looking into people that have like a broad set of skills, um, you know, not necessarily all specialized in customer service, or in trades or whatever, but showing that they're adaptable and flexible, I think is, is very valuable that way. 
So hyper-specialization can be a little bit challenging, especially, you know, if you're in taking someone on in a new role, even customer service wise, um, we can see a ton of variety from places people worked before and kind of what they did before as well too. Whereas if they have a little bit of work in a variety of different uh, areas, it definitely shows that they're, they're willing to try things. Uh, and I think the ability to try and um, being comfortable with struggles and failure can be very valuable to anyone. I always love to hear about where folks started and, and where folks are going and where they ended up. It's really important to know that it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do. I think Corey said it best when, you know, it, it's good to have a wide, broad set of skills. So, you know, take on new challenges and do new things if you can. It'll help you out in the future. You know, from Saskatoon berry picker to, um, you know, successful gym owner um, from a fried chicken master aka me to an employment facilitator you never know where you're gonna go and uh, I think it is really important to try other things along the way oh man uh, well I grew up on a small farm like north of Portage of Prairie so um, like formally like I don't know my first job was I guess working on the farm doing just maintenance work yard work cutting the grass, things like that. Yeah, and you, um, you grew up on a, you said a Saskatoon farm? Yeah, I grew up on a Saskatoon farm. So I was at a young age picking berries to sell them and uh, dealing with customers. I probably, I don't even know how young, but. <laughs> yeah. Just... Um, and then ended up, you know, as a result, working with a lot of uh, farms uh, in the area. My friend's uh, parents owned a potato farm and uh, being a smaller person because I was a, <laughs> a young kid uh, going down some of the smaller areas to, to clean out some uh, mud and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like labor that. laws, you can uh, stop listening now for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I first took on like my real job, we'll call it, uh, I was actually a cashier um, at the Portage Co-op. I, um, you know, scanned groceries, punched in barcodes, things like that. And, yeah. Uh, it was it was funny because like I never really saw it that way, but I guess like I got hired on as a cashier and um, the gender stereotypes for that position was more female leaning, I guess. Or, um, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd get comments from members all the time like, oh, a guy can do this job. <laughs> I was always surprised by that as like, what's so hard about it? Like, yeah, you yeah, yeah. things and you punch in numbers like but uh, that was my first like kind of formal job where it was like, you know, regular routine and keep up at it for a long time instead of just a little bit of summer work here and there just helping out friends and family farms sure. but, uh, but yeah that was my first job definitely uh, did not think I would be in that field long term and honestly my career path you know I didn't dream of opening up a climbing gym when I was like 16 years old sure um, didn't even think of that as being a real job I think um, I ended up doing some career counseling through the University of Manitoba because my first year of university I totally bombed it uh, and did terrible. So I had to figure out what I wanted to do with my, my career. Um, So I went through um, the career counseling services at the University of Manitoba and kind of found more similar to the the track that I am in recreation and and physical activity. So a big shout out goes to Corey Cuthbert with the Hive Climbing Gym and his partners. I was so stoked to hear about what they were doing when they're hiring, and I am forever thankful for what they've done for the folks of Winnipeg and for being on this podcast. 
Currently we're in code red here in Manitoba, so the hive is closed at the moment. But as soon as it is safe to do so, they'll open back up and they'll love to see your face. Maybe I'll even go try it. I mean, I probably won't because I hate exercise, but I will maybe consider it. Currently, Youth Employment Services is at a work-from-home model, so we are doing our appointments all virtually. We are still doing appointments, though, so if you need a hand with any sort of aspect of your job search, please reach out to us. You can email us directly, or you can hit us up on our phone. All our contact info is on our website, yesmd.ca. Working from home is a bit tricky, um, but we're always trying to figure out how we can best support folks. Currently recording this podcast, I am in my closet with a blanket over my head. You hear the odd fire truck go by or construction. That is because I live in the world more than neighborhood. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it has been my pleasure to be back on the podcast, and I look forward to seeing us again. Take care.